Welcome to and Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Joe Jackson. And love me, love me, say that you love me, fool me, fool me, go on and fool me. We're looking at Romeo plus Juliet. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Jo, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm getting to discuss not only Shakespeare, but a movie that came out when I was mm. the mm-hmm. target demographic <laughs> in all caps. So I'm I'm doing well, Jeff. How are you? Love it. Do how it. art thou? Oh, I art good. <laughs> <laughs> you art doing pretty great. Uh, I know. Listeners, we both have Shakespeare experience, but I do not have Shakespeare experience in the sense of being able to improvise in Shakespeare. So please excuse uh, my you can't Shakespeare speak nonsense. in blank verse immediately. Uh, I I shanteth. Okay. Wow, we really got to work on your tenses here. <laughs> that we do. Uh, Romeo and Juliet is... I believe it's a plus sign. All right, fine. Romeo, William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet. Uh, Romeo plus Juliet equals tragedy. Equals sad (laughs) Romeo plus Juliet equals sad emoji. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which weren't around at the time. Um, No, no. I mean, you you could still do like the sad face. Oh, and you would. And and one would. For sure. One would. A lot of sad faces coming out of... uh, movie theaters in 1996 oh i was thinking in emails discussing this oh in, in all the emails in, in, or in aim in, in aim oh chat. sure yeah in, in, yeah it's this would be totally the kind of movie you would put a quote from it well i mean it's romeo and juliet so maybe not a quote but you would put something in in yeah. your little aim away message right right well you would put a quote and then you'd attribute it to leonardo dicaprio yes, that's exactly <laughs> Baz Luhrmann. Baz uh, Romeo plus Juliet is a drama that came out on November 1st, 1996, and was directed by Boz Lerman and written by William Shakespeare, uh, and adapted by Craig Pierce and Boz Lerman. Amy Jo, what is your experience with Romeo plus Juliet? Had you seen it before? Now look. <laughs> now look. <laughs> I'm what you might call a nerd from way back. And uh, yes, my nerddom does not extend to the Marvel films. My nerddom is much more right here i want actors talking fancy shapes Mm -hmm. like and uh yes i was i believe 13 when this film came out so i saw it in theaters saw it with my best friend at the time and did we feel all of our feelings at this like movie theater midday on a thursday in november you bet we (laughs) did we like weren't in school i think it was maybe it was tuesday i think it was like the tuesday before thanksgiving oh wow because like i remember going in the middle of the day to see a shakespeare (laughs) movie and we were so excited so yes i I haven't seen it in many years Mm. but i had seen it many times in my youth when i went through my pretty i think uh standard leonardo dicaprio phase you know because titanic was like what the year after year after forget about it there was this picture of him from like entertainment weekly or something i don't know (laughs) what people i don't know it was like a full page in this magazine and it was like just his face like not not Mm -hmm. like a headshot there was no shoulders it was just like face and hair and i tore it out of the magazine and like kept it in a folder so i could just stare at it because he had a very pretty face he had a very pretty face yeah that young leonardo dicaprio yeah yeah it really is like we'll get into it but like how you're like yeah you make this movie in 1986 and because leonardo dicaprio is 
Leonardo DiCaprio, and that's your Romeo. Like, of who yeah. else? That's it's like the most duh casting and it can't, of that time. Can't not just play it, but is also already is that in, is that yes to all these women. To all it's these not like this movie made him that he already was like yeah, this dreamy yeah. figure, and this just like cemented it. Which is interesting because he had like you know what's eating Gilbert Grape because I mean outside of growing pains he really be- like burst onto the scene with what's eating Gilbert Grape and uh, this boy's life was like we're real like oh this this mm-hmm. is a young like serious actor because and it was like the basketball diaries the year before so it wasn't really like stuff they were like serious dramas they weren't like right whatever like it oh. wasn't stuff i was seeing yeah, but what yeah. i was seeing was him photographs magazines. of him mm-hmm. in like a teen mm-hmm. beat which i was mm-hmm. way too embarrassed to buy but like would <laughs> i like eye them hungrily absolutely but absolutely uh and i i'm pretty sure the first time i saw this was in school i feel like we watched this in school because it was here is you know a spoonful of medicine a spoonful a spoonful of medicine makes the sugar go down Uh, i don't want to keep eating all this sugar can i get a spoonful of medicine to cut that pie uh no this was a real like see kids shakespeare's not boring i mean it really was this was like shakespeare is hot and edgy sexy and and cool sexy sexy. this is so like sexy shakespeare yeah well i will say like the Zeffirelli, the Zeffirelli mm-hmm. from the '60s, like that was my mom's version of this. I mean, yeah. very literally. Like, I think she was like around, probably a little younger than me when when the Zeffirelli came out, and they saw it. You know, or maybe she's like exactly the same age as me. <laughs> but she talks about, oh, when we saw Leonard Whiting's Bear bottom like it was like everyone was so titillated yeah, she, she by cut that. out a picture of that bottom and kept it in a folder <laughs> I don't so know look at it. well maybe she did i don't <laughs> know if they were printing that in the magazines my mom was reading at the time but like you know like at the time that what you have olivia hussey and leonard whiting yeah. like both like gorgeous but oh, you sure. do that have songs that are like what is yours and yeah. I love that song. Whereas in here, you've got Radiohead. That's and, exactly uh, right. It's a the little. Mentioned. It's not. <laughs> it's not quite the same contemporary vibe they were going for. So uh, my mom definitely had this album, but not yeah. this album of the sixties. Oh, one. the sixties. Yeah. But it's just interesting to. To see, like, yeah, this is a story that continues to appeal to teenagers as we put hot people in the world. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think it really holds up. I was, like, pleasantly surprised. I was worried going back. I was like, is this going to be, like... Because it was kind, it kind of got mixed reviews. Because some people really liked it, and some like Roger Ebert did not care for it because he was just like, it's just so over stylized, and like all like the speed ups and slowdowns that go through it, it can. I, I understand that totally. it can be distracting, it's just funny especially thinking if you're, about like, the a kinds purist, of but for sure. But thinking about the kinds of movies that we see nowadays, it's oh, just well, like sure. things are edited within an inch of their life. Well, yeah. That this feels much more intentional than yeah. like just. Yeah. A lot of quick cuts, like you would see in a lot of other movies. You absolutely, know? I think I think it's all still so intentional. It's all like no, that's purposeful. what I'm saying. This is very hey, yeah, intentional. yeah, absolutely, yes, of course, of course. But when like that's like you know your litmus at the time, opposed to now, when comparing it to like oh now everyone just does that where it's like because we don't like we didn't we don't know what we're shooting. We're just getting all this coverage and yeah. then just oh we didn't actually get the good coverage we needed. So let's just bip and bop and boop from all these. We got ourselves a movie. Oh, um, we got ourselves a movie uh exactly exactly uh so spoilers ahead if you have not seen romeo plus juliet or haven't seen it in a while here's or a... if you don't <laughs> know what happens know. at right. the end which they tell you in the beginning i know it's true i feel like there definitely were people though that were oh, i'm sure of course at of the course. end we're just no like shame. what he, they don't live and it's like did you not 
pay attention it's to the more just like of the you don't need movie? to have read this play <laughs> or seen it to be aware of the fact that the major thing most people know about romeo and juliet is spoiler they die but even if you don't know they tell you in the beginning of the film and then, and then they have they like they show you like the you know juliet like i'm oh i'm envisioning like you just dead just like all throughout you're just like pay attention folks so uh this doesn't come as a shock but uh these kids ain't making it no no <laughs> these scrappy youngsters uh <laughs> burn out real fast oh no i don't think those kids have what it takes <laughs> uh but anyway here's a brief ish synopsis in Verona Beach, the Capulets and Montagues are two rival gangs. Which, hold up. First thing, I, not having known anything about California, mm-hmm. when I saw this, I yeah. think I had been to Disneyland, you know, but I don't yeah. think I'd really spent any time in California and not knowing, I knew Romeo and Juliet when I went and saw it, but like, how brilliant to be like, there's our end. Yeah. Fair Verona, <laughs> where we lay our scene, but it's Verona Beach. It was yeah. like, that is, I mean, that's such an easy in such an easy elevator pitch yeah and then it's like and then we just make everything work from there absolutely and works so well because of like i i love when people talking about shakespeare and being like no but you got to remember you're like there's a reason that hamlet is so chilly and removed they're in denmark in, and yeah. in italy it's italy it's in, it's in romeo and Juliet. it's hot and the, the whole, passions are running high the whole duel scene you know yeah. they talk about it's the hottest day of the summer which works great here in la in where LA. all these guys are just have their you know unbutt shirts like unbuttoned mm-hmm. all these hawaiian shirts unbuttoned open so the animosity of the older generation fulgencio and gloria capulet and ted and caroline montague ted caroline, <laughs> montague. Ted and caroline montague uh surprisingly not from the original text those first names ted uh, ted <laughs> is felt by their younger relatives a gunfight between montagues led by benvolio romeo's cousin and the capulets led by tybalt juliet's cousin creates chaos in the city the chief of police, Captain Prince, reprimands the families, warning them that their lives shall pay the forfeit of the peace. Benvolio and Romeo learn of a Capulet party that evening, which they decide to gate crash. They meet their friend Mercutio, who has tickets to the party, and Romeo takes ecstasy as they proceed to the Capulet mansion. While admiring an aquarium, Romeo sees Juliet <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> well, what would you call it? Because he is just... That's... Looking at these fish, like he's like he's never seen fish before, and it is easy to forget <laughs> it's because he is he... rolling. That he's <laughs> just the way high like, out of his mind while looking at an aquarium. It's just a funny. He's, he's just like, hey, whoa, look at this, and then just at each fish, like, look at that. Yeah, you do totally forget. Look I had totally that. forgotten he is uh, on droogs. Those fish are so many colors <laughs> and then he's just looking through and just staring at juliet through the glass and it really just just looked like how'd that girl get in the aquarium <laughs> <laughs> whoa how'd this angel fall under the sea <laughs> oh man this angel fell from the heavens and drowned in a fish tank she looks great though she looks great for being dead. For being a dead <laughs> Who put this angel? dead angel in this fish tank? I don't know. I like it, though. <laughs> oh, man. No. And uh, I will say this. When this scene was, was happening, we were watching it. I mean, I also, like, almost cried so many times watching this. So many iconic moments. So in many first iconic half hour moments. Alone. But it is also just, like, it, it does such a great job of 
sweeping you along with the romance that is necessary for us to that's one of the hardest things about this play is like we need to buy the romance so yeah. that we understand and can kind of be like okay well that kids calm down but like we get it well yeah so that everything these, that comes after makes great sense. like sweeping camera shots going 360 around with them while the they're kissing in the elevator it yeah so but this moment with the aquarium <laughs> <laughs> is like so poetic and it's oh, like yeah. so romantic and it's just yeah. like beautiful to look at and and to see i will say i i love the zeffirelli version and i love i love this movie i don't think i have seen a live stage production that i have truly gotten this some mm. better than others but like yeah. I've, I've seen some of the bit let's say that some of the biggest productions i've seen i've been like i don't buy the chemistry and i do think that having it on camera yeah. really helps because sure. then you can just like get a couple good shots of the eyes and it's yeah. like we're we're there and then you put music underneath it yeah. and it sells it so so hard to me i bought it real hard let's say definitely. that definitely well it's also it's hard it's easy to remember it's like they're barely together in the in the show mm -hmm. and in the play and in the film they only have like five scenes and in the play one of those Romeo's already they don't one's dead when the other wakes up yeah yeah um so well, it's really four scenes and they've cut a lot of yeah. the text for the film which is I'm oh, yeah. I'm a big advocate of like trimming some Shakespeare trim trimmery you know? trim trimmery trim trimmery trim, 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 um true. especially if you're gonna make Queen Mab about drugs there's a lot that's gotta go yeah. you know um which is fine I think they make it work you know but mm. um I think by trimming a lot of the other stuff it actually gives us more Romeo and Juliet together in the film so it yeah. makes it so feel it a bit like more, more like together. yeah that's true. more saturated that's towards yeah. them but yeah i think that i think it works great this whole uh meeting between them and of course you know it's it's a costume party so she's an angel and he's a knight and old dave paris old paul rudd is, a, is an astronaut uh which that iconic we love so the, him like at like they're you know the they're singing in the parts all partying and he looks back and he's just like yeah and you're like oh that's that iconic shot and then he Five seconds later, he turns back and gives an even bigger like. Ooh, I was like, wait, ah! no, that's like, oh, the one that's I meant. that iconic shot of Paul Rudd just looking like the biggest. Can you dope. believe like I, the right. spectacle? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, uh, Tybalt spots Romeo and vows to kill him for invading his family's home. Now mm -hmm. we must stop <laughs> because there's a costume choice in this moment that was just what it was at the time but now has has the yes. i just saw it very right. differently so tybalt john leguizamo pops up dressed as the devil, the devil it's great and then his two like capulet cronies mm -hmm. pop up and they are dressed in a somewhat dia de los muertos kind of like skeleton thing but because but because, because they, they look pop like up on either side and of him, are flanking him i went is, david s pumpkins it's a real devil s pumpkins <laughs> Ask though any questions. <laughs> I, I lost it. Ask it was so good. Any questions? Oh, oh yeah. Tibble uh -huh. pumpkin. David T. Pumpkins. Uh -huh. Um, oh man. Because they're in like those body suits. It's, yeah. it's like yeah, Bobby Moynihan. It's very. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, anyway, I strongly encourage you to look it up if you don't know oh, what I'm talking about good. because it, it will bring you joy. Yeah. It is good. It's also easy to forget how little Tibble. Because well, watching that the guy movie, gets killed. Well, you know? I know, but even but regardless, he still is like the opening in the play of like how few yeah. lines the guy has. He, in the very opening, he's like, "Whatever, that was to mind you. I must die." He's in this scene. He's like, "I'm gonna go kill that Romeo," and yeah. then he's at the scene where he gets done killed. Tybalt, I do believe, is a can be a tricky role to cast on stage because, yeah. like on film, you're only shooting however many days you're you're shooting. But on stage, it's like, yeah, he's doing less. So you want someone who's like, depending on how you're 
doing it, obviously. You want someone who's, like, good at stage combat. Oh, yeah. Who loves to sword fight. But um, in this, because also, you know, you're able to show— I, I think Tybalt's a great part. I oh, want to yeah. say that. Oh, but, totally. you know. It's also because of having seen this, if he feels like such a bigger part because oh, yeah. of John Leguizamo's performance oh, and, like, great. all of the, like, the great— Everything they do to, like, highlight how much of a badass he is oh. and all of his, like, the coat coming that off and entrance, all and the guns. Um, the the boots with those silver heels. I was wondering. I was like, because this was 96. I was like, did Nicolas Cage see this and just <gasps> rip this off as Caster Troy in 1997's Face Off? Because the beginning, all of this with, like, and take my coat off and I've got, like, these these two guns and I'm just, like, so, like... Wow. So it, there's so many similarities if you watch just the beginning of how they shoot john leguizamo and this is tybalt and then go look at nick cage at face in face off they're so so similar wow. in such a like over the top way that in this makes sense and in face off makes slightly less sense yeah <laughs> slightly just slightly uh after romeo leaves the party he and juliet each learn that they belong to feuding families but romeo sneaks back to see her juliet tells him that if he sends word by the following day they will be betrothed and i, I mean that whole scene is great i love that they take it away from the balcony they scene. get just off have that balcony be, i mean this face to face and fall thing? all in the pool which as i was telling you i was like this feels like so much of like yes because this is what like teens like young people watching this is like this is the height of romance oh, is making out in the pool, in a pool <laughs> after a costume party i want to do that look at that cool pool um i i also because i hadn't watched this in many years yeah. like really not since i think i'd been acting professionally i was sitting there watching it and realizing <laughs> how long the scene was i was like how many night shoots yeah. did they have to do oh, in, this water? in the water Ooh. with the the camera yeah. op is in the water like you know, there, there's people like they're in the pool with them. I mean, the, these this these were the, the few years of DiCaprio's career that he was just oh filming. Yes. <laughs> he, he just I'm get tired of being soggy. Every day. Right. He gets out of this. is like, oh, you know what? Next, whatever the next film I do is, I'm definitely not going to go spend a bunch of days, a bunch of night shoots in a pool, a bunch of night shoots in some ice cold water. <laughs> what's what's Titanic about? <laughs> yet another, yet another uh, inevitable ending. Um <laughs> Oh, man. In yeah. the passage of our three-hour tale. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, Romeo asks Father Lawrence to marry them, and he agrees, hoping their marriage will end the feud. Romeo passes the word on via Juliet's nurse, and the lovers are married. Tybalt encounters Mercutio and Romeo at the beach. Romeo attempts to make peace, but Tybalt assaults him. Mercutio intervenes and batters Tybalt until Romeo stops him. Tybalt uses the opportunity to inflict a mortal wound on Mercutio, who curses both houses before dying. I mean, that was the I believe it's a plague on uh, both yeah, your houses? Yeah, a plague. Uh, but his, like, scream of, a plague on both your houses, mm -hmm. your houses, your houses, was such a, like, I so remember that. Like, I've never forgotten that mm. line. Well, it's screaming. such <laughs> an incredible line. Line. Oh, like yeah. it's that's that's one of the reasons you play Mercutio. I want to do yeah. Mab and I want that yeah, Mab. And great, then that great death that speech. great death. I mean that whole death scene, yeah, is so good. The whole yeah, it's so good. Enraged, Romeo chases after a fleeing Tybalt and shoots him dead. As punishment, Romeo is banished from the city, and he hides with Father Lawrence. The nurse arrives and tells him that Juliet is waiting for him. Romeo climbs over Juliet's balcony, and they spend the night together. Meanwhile, Fulgencio decides Juliet will marry Dave Paris, the governor's son. Yes, this is Mr. Capulet. Not even, Old yes. Daddy Caps. Old Papa Capulet. Yeah. Because um, he, I sh just in the Shakespeare, he's Lord Capulet. Yes, he Lord doesn't Capulet. have a name. He doesn't have, he's so. not Fulgencio. Yeah. True, true, true. The next morning, uh, Mama Capulet, Gloria, tells Juliet that she is to marry Paris. She refuses, 
and Father Capulet threatens to disown her. Juliet runs away and seeks out Father Lawrence, imploring him to help her and threatening to commit suicide. Father Lawrence gives her a potion that will let her fake her own death and be put in the Capulet vault to awaken 24 hours later. Romeo will be informed of the plot, sneak into the vault, and once reunited, the two can escape to Mantua. But Romeo learns of Juliet's apparent death from his friend Balthazar and leaves her Verona before the message from Father Lawrence arrives. Uh, which, I mean, all of that, like, he... <laughs> Second notice of like you got a package at FedEx. Yeah, we oh you weren't there for us to deliver your pa- your package of uh your your girlfriend's so, not real dead your wife's not real dead. You're certified <sighs> by mail letter. It's like uh, the type you're like oh I sent it so that Nia's signatures that I'd know it got there, but then that meant they couldn't get it because of bureaucracy. I, I mean I love that conversation between Father Lawrence and the woman at like the post. She's like office. one of the cops in Home Alone on the phone. Yes, like hyper sh- on two. Yes. <laughs> She might as well be like, let me transfer you. And then you cut to the guy no, eating no, the donut. No, 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 it's like, pick up. Mm-hmm. No, no, okay, no, ma'am. No. Okay, ma'am. <laughs> Romeo enters the church where Juliet lies and bids her goodbye and, thinking her dead, drinks a vial of poison. Juliet awakens just in time for them to share a final kiss before Romeo dies. Which I mean, is... that's a real wrencher right there. It sure is. But honestly, I think an improvement on the show. I kind of like that, you know, they have this last little moment opposed to just he it's drinks true. the poison. And as soon as he dies, then she's like, ah! Oh, my love, we're dead. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's as good a time as any. I've I played. I was about to say, this sounds like a Romeo, <laughs> but I've also played in selections Juliet in uh, the sh- the show that complete works for Shakespeare Bridge, which is all of Shakespeare's plays in a ninety minute comedy show. So I've done uh, a little bit of Juliet and played Romeo, which was uh, a fun times. I did not want to play Romeo because it's just like no, that's he's just the boring. lover and he's boring. Um, but I had a lot of fun. I played him as, uh, which I didn't realize, because I didn't, I didn't rewatch this film before doing mm-hmm. Romeo, so I hadn't seen this film in years before. Uh, but similar to DiCaprio, I played him as a real klutz, like even more than DiCaprio does. Like I, like doing the balcony scene, like I was like trying, like leaping up and like slipping and like falling on my ass you multiple times. You can take a clown out of the clown <laughs> role, but you you can't take the clown well, out I'm of like, the clown. You know, he's, you're 16. You're awkward and discom. You're not. You can't uh, 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 walk. Walk. You can't walk. <laughs> you don't learn to walk yet until you're 18. This is what I, at least that's, hey, that was my experience. But you can drive. You can drive. Oh, but you can drive. Um, no, but in terms of like, oh, he's got all this great, beautiful language. So I'm like, he's got, what are his faults amongst many other things? I was like, let him just be like really physically awkward and clumsy, mm-hmm. clumsy which I thought was fun. I have played Mercutio, but in a mashup called Romeo and Hamlet for Gay Fest <laughs> many years ago. And while that was fun, I got none of Mercutio's speeches oh. or lines like Ophelia died and got like the plague on both your houses. They made worms meet me. And I was like, what am I even doing here? <sighs> oh, man. What am I? I'm just wearing a vest with my hair slicked back and saying I'm Mercutio. What's yeah. this about? <laughs> Hamlet died in my arms, though. I made it to the end. Unlike yes, in the were... original. I w- was there a Horatio in this show? Uh, no, there was Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Because okay, that would be very funny if, like, you're looking at Ophelia like, dang it, Ophelia gets my death scene. And then Horatio's looking at you like, dang it, I'm no, supposed to be No, I was kind of Horatio, it. yeah, I guess, because I ended up being, like, the best scene. It was just me and Gertrude who lived at the end. That was it. <laughs> well, you made it to the end. There's I always, made there's it to the end. something to be said for that. You I got a laugh line at the want... end. We yeah. call it a day, right. you know? I mean, Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet, you want to make sure there's at least one laugh line at the end. Leave them, gotta, leave them laughing. You gotta ride them out on a more. real hoot and a holler. <laughs> leave them with just a little chuckle or a little yuckle. It was poison Kleenex that was killing everybody, if that tells you anything about like the seriousness <laughs> oh, of the boy. show. Oh, boy. Ah, chew. Dead. Uh, also, apparently, uh, Leonardo 
DiCaprio's version of Romeo's speech at Juliet's Pier was so good that Claire Danes would keep crying, ruining the takes. Uh, so she would just smack him and be like, don't make me cry. I'm supposed to be comatose here, which I thought was delightful. <laughs> uh, and finally, a distraught Juliet picks up Romeo's gun and shoots herself in the head. The two lovers are soon discovered in each other's arms. Captain Prince condemns both families whose feuding led to such tragedy, while coroners quickly transport the two bodies to the morgue. The casting director of Romeo and Juliet was David Rubin. Rubin, a two-time Emmy winner for casting Game Change and Big Little Lies, has also cast such projects as The Addams Family, Men in Black, The Talented Mr. Ripley, Gravity, Sharp Objects, and Little Fires Everywhere. Wow, wow, wow. A lot of gay staff. Heavy hitter. A heavy hitter. Uh, so let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Now, some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all a little subjective. And as always, I have looked up all the actors in advance, and Amy Jo is hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. As is Gollum from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Even. I was going to go. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I got to stop. Pre- I thought that's pretty good. Uh, but, do- but for the sake of your throat, don't keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's kick it off with old t- titular character Romeo. Uh, old Leo DiCaprio. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Double down on that. <laughs> Not mad. Uh, I'm just committing to it. Uh, what are your thoughts on Romeo? What are, you, what are your thoughts on Leonardo? <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is, I believe, uh, right. how you pronounced it. Sure, sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on DiCaprio <laughs> as Romeo, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Old Caps, huh? Um, old Caps. I think, as we have previously said, it is perfect casting from a perfect person at the time and the place. Like, just like if you want like a young movie star as your Romeo, yeah. you want someone swoony with big dreamy eyes who like feels things intensely, mm. like. I think they hit a bullseye. Like yeah. he's he's pretty good with the text. I will say, like if all of the younger actors, um, or a lot of the people who don't typically do Shakespeare. So like, not not the like parents and people like right, like a right. lot of them. You're like, yeah, you you done yeah. it. You you this is not your first time speaking <laughs> the text of the book. Not your first time at the Shakespeare rodeo. No heck no. Um, but I I think they all do a pretty good job i think part of that is also like they're able to edit around like there's unlike with like kenneth branagh's much ado one of the reasons you're able to do these incredibly long takes of these speeches and scenes is because you have kenneth branagh and emma thompson who are two of like the best shakespearean actors in the game and you can see like what that director is more interested in which is the text versus like Lerman which is much more visual style I think they're both completely valid um but I think some like DiCaprio and Danes both execute the text very well it's not necessarily like the most beautifully and and nuanced telling of it but because their faces are so expressive and because they're so in the pocket of the character yeah and and because neither of them are like making the text awful like i feel like it all works really well like i think they did a really good job of figuring out how to take actors who aren't necessarily shakespeareans right and make it work so i think he does a really good job he's certainly miles and miles and mountains above keanu and much ado you know who just could have i say can't handle like yeah yeah yeah. It could have had a, a stronger editor would have been helpful for Keanu. But anyway, so I think he's wonderful um, and it, it works really beautifully. Yeah. There's 
there's no one else where I'm like, oh, this would have improved upon it for this exact time and place. Yeah, I, mean, I do appreciate they got like they like close to the ages of the characters because he was like yeah. 21 and she I was like 17 was 17 yeah. yeah which i mean they'd be like i mean really I mean, like 13 or 13 16, right but yeah yeah but but in terms know. of getting just close enough where it's like they just look like babies yes they um, totally yeah look like he looks like an adorable young lesbian yeah. you know <laughs> he really does and uh, similar to carrie elvis in princess bride Ooh, just calling up so much of my hair envy of so so much of the time, but just being like, yeah. how does my hair? It's almost this length, but why wouldn't it look like that? I went through a strong Leo in the '90s hair phase this mm. summer uh, before I could oh. get to a, a stylist. Um, you know, the days I parted it down the middle, which was only just to make myself laugh through the tears. You know, uh-huh. um, I don't have like a lot of great other ideas um, because I do think what Baz Luhrmann is trying to do kind of doesn't necessarily require a movie star, but requires like, requ- just requires a certain thing for it to be like, that's Romeo for us to just like give that to him. aesthetic look. Well, not to, just aesthetic, yeah. but also like, like we were talking about it. He comes to it already mm, like yeah. a teen heartthrob, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. which helps. Um, but someone who is like the same age who I think would also have done a really lovely job is Lee Pace. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like also very like a, a very attractive and uh an excellent actor. Is he around the same age as DiCaprio? I think so. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't realize but that. Obviously, I like, didn't know didn't, him until, you know, wasn't like a decade later. Exactly. Yeah. Like part of the problem is a lot of the people I mean, again, we're we're fantasy casting, so who cares? Yeah, but like a lot of the people that I am interested in being like eh, are not working at this young of an age right but you, you know, know yeah you know what they they have the right meeting and suddenly so true you know it's like um I, I mean not necessarily like this but just because it's the first thing that came to mind and clueless when i was like zoe deschanel was up for these roles when her first movie wasn't until years her first credit is like 98 and that was mm. 95 but it's like you gotta keep yeah you know what you mentioned in clueless uh, th- this occurred to me earlier today when i was thinking about this is that this movie is so like clueless mm-hmm fabulously 90s like it is so of the time it's not trying to do anything like it's commenting on it but not in a like isn't this funny kind of way it's celebrating what made the 90s like so 90s but looking back on it like it's like a time capsule but it is not like a oh no yes it is a celebration of the 90s it's it's a we it's an i love the 90s yes uh definitely i think that's such yeah absolutely like claire danes's hair and the like the way she's styled in that t-shirt and jeans later on it's like yeah that's it (laughs) there we go that's the look and she wears it well um yeah, I, I mean, I had some other thoughts, but Lee Pace was really my my favorite mm, one for that's it. Great. The, like, this guy is not actually, I think, a good fit for any of these parts that we're talking about, really. But um, I just saw that Riz Ahmed is, do, is playing Hamlet coming Ooh. up soon. And I'm like, now, on, I don't know. On film? On film. Oh, now, oh, I don't I really wait. know how interested I, love... I am in him as Romeo. And he's not quite a... T- like, he could do Tybalt just fine. But, like, him as Hamlet, I'm like, oh, yeah. ah. Oh, I'm very excited that. about that. I can't wait for that. I mean, him as, I think, as a Mercutio or a Tybalt, I'd be... Yes. I don't know that in. he is this film oh, sure. Mercutio or oh, Tybalt. Sure, sure, sure. What's part of the thing. I was right. like, I, I feel gotcha. like he would yeah. be, if it were a different production or, yeah. you know, like, if, yeah. if you want something that's going to, like, maintain this kind of vibe. Just because he's just, like, so raw i think he'd actually be a really interesting mercutio mm. but i don't 
I don't think he's the no. guy dressed uh, as in the fro and and like sparkle bra, like passing out e to people. Did, yeah, sure. You know, sure, sure, I think sure. you get a different Mercutio. Oh yeah, but, but just in terms of it's nice of having someone that you know has like Shakespeare, a Shakespeare background. Yeah. He's done. Uh, he, on on YouTube, you can find him doing the um, "Thank God for Bastards" speech oh, from King see, Lear, oh, and he's I would love to see him play Edmund. Like he'd be incredible. It. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, the only person I can think of, no one at the time. I was like, and already now, I'm like, wow, he's he's too old because now he's 25. But like four years ago, five years ago, Timothy Chalamet. Just in terms of someone who's also not like, look at this pretty face, but just someone like, oh, this is also an interesting actor yeah. that is also like has a similar to me of leo at that time of just like oh he's just very yes there's very like a prettiness to him um but he's also bringing so much more to the table than just so many of these yeah. like you know who else is occurring to me in this moment yeah. as you're saying that is jude law like someone else who has mm. a very pretty face yeah i think dicaprio is a better actor yeah uh and jude law reads a little more sinister even at a younger age yeah. you know but um but yeah thinking about like who's someone with great bone structure yeah. <laughs> that teens love yeah when they're yeah, teens definitely. you know but i think yeah exactly yeah. timothy chalamet is, yeah. is very much th this gen z <laughs> version i think so uh so bas lerman said before i committed to doing it the movie i was like well the problem is finding someone who can play romeo and i'd seen some pictures talking about leo i went now that's what romeo should look like and I don't know who he was. I was like, if only he could act. Because he, oh. he, thought, he, thought, he thought he might be a musician. Like, looking at it, he was like, oh, is he some kind of, like, a rock star, maybe? Um, which I thought was, you know, and then, of course, realized, like, oh, great, he can act. But, you know, if you're not, no, especially sure. coming in Australia, if you've not seen, like, the stuff he was in was smaller of what's eating Gilbert Grape and, you know, this boy's life. They weren't yeah. necessarily, like, worldwide films. He wasn't quite Titanic. Uh, not yet. Uh, and how many Oscars has Leo been nominated for? I know he's got one. He's won the one. I think he was not. Let's say. Let's see if I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, What's eating Gilbert Grape? Uh. Um, the Aviator, um, Blood Diamond, um, Wolf of Wall Street. He won for The Revenant, and he was nominated for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I'm going to say he was nominated six times, mm -hmm. and he won once. I don't think he was nominated seven times. So I feel like I, if he was. I think one more nomination, but I think six. Yeah. That's the same as Winslet, I think, too, right? Six noms. Six noms, one win? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I think so. Okay. So, Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic. Uh, she won for The Reader. Nominated for Little Children. Steve Jobs. Um, Road to Perdition? What? Road to Perdition? Wasn't she? No. I, that uh, that you, was the same years. Well, no, you're thinking of something else. That's the Tom Hanks, Paul Newman movie. Not Road to Road to Road to with Michael oh, Shannon. Revolutionary Road. That's I the don't one. think she was nominated for that. I think oh. he was he was the only one that was nominated, which was like oh, that was a surprise then. Yes, that yeah. was a surprise, but also a wonderful surprise because I love that Michael Shannon. He's so good in that movie. Um, yeah, but I feel like yeah, she's got one more. Anyway, we, we, we're a little off topic. Know, we, we could easily look this up. There's no need for us to be doing this. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, but DiCaprio was so, so, so on board to be in this film. So in an effort to drum up the necessary funds from the backers, because people were like, people don't want to go see Shakespeare. Like, they couldn't envision, like, That's what do you— boring. What do you mean, sexy Shakespeare? We don't get it. So DiCaprio flew to Australia on his own dime uh, to perform, like, a video audition with Baz Luhrmann to try to, like, be like, look how pretty he is doing these words. Give us money, please. Ain't you ever heard of <laughs> Romeo? You never heard of this? Uh, so— only one other person that I saw that was up for Romeo, which I find a little surprising, mm -hmm. Neil Patrick Harris. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, another, like, child TV it's actor. It's true, but, like, looking it up, because he, Doogie Howser ended in 93, 
And from 93 to 95, like, all he had really was a bunch of TV movies that all sound like they belonged on Lifetime. Listen to these titles. Snowbound, The Jim and Jennifer Stolpa Story. The Man in the Attic. Not Our Son. (laughs) A Family Torn Apart. That's the title? That's the title. A Family Torn Apart. And Legacy of Sin. Like, this is what he was doing to be like, oh, yeah, this is the guy to lead. Well, I think you're trying to think, this I don't know, film. who's a young guy who I, people yeah, know. I guess. Uh, that guy, that Doogie Howser yeah. guy. I only saw that in one place that I could find that he was up for Romeo. So I wondered if it was like, was he up for Romeo? Because I could also, I could much more easily see if he was up for Paris. Feels like more about know, in line I, with I think where that's he was more at this how time. we know of him. Now, if we don't think star power, but we think personality wise, I'd much. We we see him playing Paris type parts even now, you well, know, sure, Gone sure. Girl and uh, uh, what's the one I'm thinking of? I mean, he's playing. He plays Smarmy. That's how I met your mother. Is just him as like Smarmy yes. guy is like all he does now. Yes. Um, but it's also I mean the next year he's a small role in Starship Troopers, which is feels a little more in line. With you're, that. T- you're talking about like trajectory, but I do think that there's maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah, I'm just saying 97. The year after is like what he's doing in terms of he's doing that type of. Well, he's doing something different if he books R and J. You know, well, like yeah, very true. Um, but I think that there's a little bit more. He's probably not doing Starship Troopers. He's probably he was not Romeo doing Starship Troopers with Denise Richards. Casper um, Van Dien. It's. I think with the younger actors, there's a little bit more of a leniency to being like, well, they don't have as much of a track record because they're so young, because they're a child, yeah. rather than like, you know, well, what have you been doing for three years or nobody? Well, sure, 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 sure. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just found it a little surprising. I mean, apparently that's what it was, but I was like, I wasn't I sure. DiCaprio is a much better, better choice. I, I agree. I 100% agree. Uh, but let's keep it going with Juliet. Amy Joe, your thoughts on Claire Danes and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Uh, similarly to Leo, I think she does lovely work with the text. Yeah. W- when the balcony scene was finishing up and she like keeps running up and down the stairs, uh-huh. I was like, I think I turned to you, I was like, she did that really beautifully, but no one can touch Olivia Hussey for just like <laughs> nailing the text to the wall. Olivia Hussey being Julia in the, in the, in the Zeffirelli. Um, but she's so lovely. Yeah. She, like she really captures that kind of. Like she's not a simpering. No, not there's at there's all. none of this like I'm the sad ingenue. It's just like all joy yeah. and lightness. But even like that first scene, like I'll I'll see like some Juliets, which is also a, a perfectly valid interpretation where it's like the beginning is just they don't know they don't have like any life experience. So yeah. They're kind of just getting pushed around in that first scene. But she like is so just like you see her like knowing how to work her, her mother. mother. Yeah, uh, and I, I thought it was like right from the jump is like so like wise beyond her years is mm-hmm. how she reads from the jump. And it reads like such, so truthfully, which makes sense coming off of my so-called life of yeah. someone that has like this sardonic edge. Um, but yeah, I think she's really good in this. And like the stuff with like, you know, which I is great to add of her, like li- with the gun going to shoot herself and then pointing it at father Lawrence of like, I'm really yeah. buying like all of her, like the big emotional stuff. They I- really played the, yeah. the, they really captured the mercurial nature of being a teen in an extreme in extreme circumstances very well um and and these people who have lived these lives of of privilege but also like this constant friction underneath everything like i think that that really was very well executed i agree i have some thoughts um my my main question uh-huh. Lerman does not seem to be explicitly interested in exploring any kind of this divide has anything to do with race. Mm. But mm-hmm. he has made 
most of the Capulets Latinx. Yes. Explicitly. Like, like in the names that he has given the Capulet Yes, Fulgencio and, and the Capulet and, friends, yes. Yeah, so, but I mean, maybe he's meaning for them to be Italian. Um, but then you're casting John Leguizamo, like, you're... Right. You're casting clearly Latinx actors, giving them names that reflect that heritage. Yeah. And then Claire Danes yes. is the daughter of... The, now, the mother seems to be from the South? She occasionally is giving she a Southern accent? She seems to be giving a confused <laughs> accent choice. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, if she's meant to be of mixed heritage, it's still Claire Danes. Never talk to me again, daughter. <laughs> I'm yeah, from it's the a south. little. It's a little. It suspect. was just. It was just. Uh, to and me, it seemed. Paul um, Sorvino. Well, like, and what then are we doing? Miriam Margulies, who Miriam I adore. Margulies. I was like, this is not a thing we would be yeah, doing. Now. Like, no, no, I mean, no. I, I, I love the choice of Miriam Margulies as the nurse, but why does yes. she need to be Latin? Why does she need to be You know, um, is my question. Yeah, but, um, but again, we love Miriam Margulies. Um, but it. So I have questions about that. I have questions about like, sure. I'm just not clear. I yeah. get if you're like, well, they already did Romeo and Juliet as exploring a racial divide through West Side Story. So maybe I don't want to do that. Like, I get that. Like, people often will use race or religion as a way to, like, give the Capulets and Montagues really clear, like, demarcations. You and know? That was the last Broadway revival of Romeo and Juliet, Orlando Bloom and Condola Rashad. Which I'm sad to say I saw. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it's, it's a, it's a, it's worth exploring, especially in America, as I uh, think we're yeah. all pretty clear on, yes, but to, is. to set it up, but then not let it right. trickle down when it's you, peculiar. Yeah, it is peculiar. I and I wonder how much of that is because he's like, well, we're going to cast Claire Danes. So actually we're not going to explore that in the central relationship. And therefore this, it feels mm. more like racist set dressing which is a bit upsetting you know mm. or or culture maybe yeah. as style yeah. rather than as something that then has meaning and impact on the way that we like look at all of this so i have questions about that and i you know i i if they're gonna do that then i think they should have a latinx actress playing this part or not do it you know or yeah. or do it in a way that is less like explicitly like Yes, the Capulets ha you know, make them Italian. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like that part feels less intentional than everything else. And because it is about something as like profound as the way we deal with race in America, it feels it's like this true. wasn't the aspect to be sloppy about. It's very true. And I don't know if that's just from Boz Lerman. I don't know if that's just the studio being like, yeah. okay, but if you're going to, you can do that with, you know, you can cast John Leguizamo and Harold Perry. We'll let you yeah. cast a black Mercutio, but then you sure as hell are going to give us a white couple to put We're on not making this about an interracial in relationship. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. who... Who's to blame? Or it's, it's most likely in 1986 is a little bit of everyone. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, to me, this just reeks of like sloppy. We're going to not deal with it. Yeah, you know? Sure. So that in mind, uh, I, Michelle Rodriguez is the same age as Claire Danes, I oh. believe. And like, she's someone who yeah. like typically plays like kind of like really tough, so strong tough. women. So, but so like strong women. Juliet so, it yeah, is I think that as well. Yeah, because then, yeah, because you, you cast for, it was like Ethan Hawke talking about like in his career retrospective, talking about Dead Poets Society, how he wanted to play the role Robert Sean Leonard got and Robert Sean Leonard wanted the role he got, but yeah. that Peter Weir was casting them for, you cast for the final color because of where those characters end yeah. up of with Robert Sean Leonard ending up in like the more 
you know, dark, fragile, fragile place. And Ethan Hawke having to end in the, like, the more whatever. Standing on the desk. Yeah, standing on the desk opposed to, like, where they normally, Ethan Hawke's like, I'm not this introverted guy. Like, this doesn't make sense on me, but it's because that's what you build to. Yeah. So to build, to have Michelle Rodriguez, someone like Michelle Rodriguez, to build to someone with that strength, I think is so good. That's such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that would feel more cohesive um, based on what Lerman has set up without paying it off. My other thought, if they are just like saying like, we want a pretty white chick, it would be great. Rosamund Pike is someone else who's around Mm. the same age who, I mean, she went to, she went to school. She went to RADA. Um, She was probably like fresh out of RADA when this was being uh, made. So having Mm. seen her on stage doing an American accent, her American accent's gotten much better. And that was like 2003. I saw her in the West End. I was like, I think if she weren't trying so hard with this accent, I'd like her more. Um, so I don't know if she was ready to do something like this at that point in time. Sure. But, but, you know, I'm, her text work would be yeah. good. She's a classically trained actress. Classically trained. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just trying to think of like people the same age. Uh, Rose Byrne is one year younger mm-hmm. than Claire Danes. I think would have been great. Uh, around the same age as DiCaprio, Penelope Cruz is someone that if you oh. I think would be glorious. Beautiful. beautiful. would be a gorgeous performance. And uh, same age as Leo, did not break yet, which is also just weird. Like, oh, they're the same age. Amy Adams. Um, yeah. Which they're so, I mean, yeah. they're very charming together and catch me if you can. Uh, I like, I could, and she's just in terms of like who I think would give a good, would have given oh, a good yeah. Juliet performance. Uh, I think Amy Adams. When we were, I've mentioned this to you already, but I feel the listeners have to know when I was looking up different people that are around the same age earlier, I found out <sighs> Olivia Coleman is the same age as DiCaprio, and which that blew. Bananas, my mind. bananas. The favorites Academy Award winning Olivia Coleman is the same age as DiCaprio. It's so wild, I think. Uh, so glad that Olivia Coleman is now, uh, you know, can headline a film. Yeah. 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 <laughs> love that. Love that. We Olivia just always bring it back to Coleman. Hot Fuzz. Um, and you know what? That's as good a time to say, say two weeks in a row <laughs> that we're doing films that have like. Are strongly referenced in Hot strongly Fuzz. Strongly referenced in Hot Fuzz. Because once again, if you've not seen Hot Fuzz, because they have a whole thing about Point Break, which was our last week's episode, but just they have this th- stage production of Romeo and Juliet <laughs> that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost have to say, but they've. With they, Lucy Punch as Juliet. Lucy Punch. Who, as of Juliet. course, is like a comedic genius that they're they're all you see is the very end the end scene but he is this romeo who's like in his 40s if a day uh in the night outfit still and she's like dead fake dead in the angel outfit uh that is like why are they still in these have they been wearing these outfits the the whole movie uh the whole play she puts on this incredible cockney accent which is not how the character speaks Uh, austin she's like um well, no, uh, I'll drink some poison. Happily, some poison. Don't forget, hang on them. She holds the gun to her head and just and just yells, bang. And then just, da 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 And the whole cast comes out. Love, love me, love, love me, me, say that you love me. me. And just Simon Pegg just in horror at what he's seeing. And I was like, how m- I wish I would love to see a actual production, an actual, like, if they did, like, a fake filmed adaptation with all those actors doing like how much of the movie was influencing this awful stage production well, is hilarious that's the thing after we finished watching this movie we went and like we're like let's put, let's on, put hot on hot pause again. again and then we're watching that scene just laughing after having just seen this beautiful deeply uh, felt like i cried yeah. so many times watching the lerman and then like now, how much of this movie did they try to reenact? I think, like, when when uh, they were doing, like, the duel, like, out on the beach and it's yeah. raining and stuff. I was like, fun to think about how much movie they tried to put well, on it, the it stage. Well, was, it was Tybalt on the steps as uh, 
Romeo shoots yes, him. Yes. That's when I was like, did they did they have like a rollout like a four stair <laughs> like a tiny little thing of four stairs for their table to like lean against as their Romeo is just shooting him again and again on stage. Uh, oh, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, so apparently DiCaprio fought for Claire Danes to win the role after she impressed him with her both her line delivery and the fact that she was the only actress to look him straight in the eye. Uh, at least according to him. That would make a difference, you uh, know? Yeah, but I, according to him, it was like a lot of the others were either just being... I think I think he was saying like doing like like this flirty mm-hmm. 90s thing that a lot of actresses were doing. Really of just coy, like very, yeah. very coy, and she was just give, giving it like Direct, straight to him. Just like, which yeah. is great for Juliet. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so some reports said that Claire Danes and DiCaprio did not get along well on set, with Danes accusing DiCaprio of being immature, while DiCaprio saying Danes was uptight. But Claire Danes said in an interview that they had a very intense connection, and because they were both so young, neither knew what to do with it, so mm. they just wouldn't really talk to each other much outside of filming, because they mm-hmm. were both uncomfortable with it. And they're playing people with perhaps yeah. the most famous intense connection yeah. in, the, in Western literature. Her, her first scene, or, or I don't know if it was Juliet's claire dane's first scene shooting or just her first scene shooting with uh leo but it was the morning after scene where they're just like shirtless in bed and just like oh yeah she's like i'm 17 17. no but that's (laughs) it's it's so interesting because you can see that they have really strong chemistry and an intense connection sometimes as we know like it's because the actors hate one another but i totally buy also that it's just like i don't know sometimes you click so strongly with another actor on stage and you're just like i'm not even think it's like we're kind of one brain and Mm. it happens not as often as i would like (laughs) but especially when you're younger and you don't have a ton of professional experience and certainly not professional experience with someone that is in your like romantic partner on stage i can imagine that would be incredibly confusing and like so that's why like a lot of actors have a showmance, which is not often great right. for yeah. the project. Uh, no. So let's get into it right off the bat. Reportedly the first choice, Natalie Portman. Oh, that makes sense. It does. Uh, so she flew to Sydney, to Boz Lerman, to film scenes with DiCaprio when 20th Century Fox couldn't quite visualize mm-hmm. Lerman's concept. And Lerman said, although she's a fantastic young actor, she's a tiny little girl, and Leonardo's six feet tall. He's 21, but he can is... six feet. She said, he's 21, but can look 18. She made him look all of 21, and it just became obscene. Mm, yeah. And Portman's version was, they said it looked like Leonardo was molesting me when we kissed. It was really disappointing, but I wouldn't have wanted to be in the movie and have it look wrong. If yeah. I was in the film, I would have wanted to be perfect. Because she was only 13. <gasps> yeah. Which, you Wait, know. She was 13 waiting for it? Just opposite a 21 year old opposite a 21 year old you don't cast that way i don't care if it's historically Uh, accurate yeah Yeah. yes that's uncomfortable i mean if your romeo is 17 you know if you've got like a 17 year old kid who looks like 17 13 you're like ah okay but they have to kiss and he has to take off her shirt yeah no i'm very uncomfortable with that i think everyone made the right decision yeah also he's six feet tall (laughs) i've always thought leo was five eight well lerman was saying he was six feet tall maybe that was on his flats that he wears maybe that was on his that's That's like there was some there was some tony awards seven feet tall we swear we swear there was some tony awards where daniel radcliffe and uh and katie holmes were presenting an award together and there's a quite a height disparity between them so i went onto imdb and they both say they're five eight and Mm -hmm. i was like everyone is lying (laughs) everyone is lying uh and instead of doing romeo and juliet natalie portman in 1996 did beautiful girls mars attacks and everyone says i love you so she was still at a very busy 96 none of them were a big as big a film as romeo and juliet an oscar she's of course of course of course of course uh also offered the part sarah michelle geller 
Interesting. I know. Couldn't accept it, though, due to her contract with All My Children, which was exactly what happened with Clueless, because she was also offered yeah. share. And All My Children was just, like, not having it. Um, she, I think she won, like, a daytime Emmy. She was supposed yes. to be, like, incredible in All My Children, but it really... I really wonder if Sarah Michelle Gellar had done, like... I mean, because obviously, like, Buffy was a big success, but it was a TV show in the 90s, which is not the same thing as prestige TV today. Yeah. I wonder if she had been in a big, splashy movie like this, if that would have really changed the trajectory of her career. If, if all my children, or if she would ever have like broken contract and was like, I will pay you however many millions of dollars yeah. to let me get out of here to do Clueless and then Romeo and Juliet yeah. the next year, that's a really different career. It's a, it's she probably a similar, would not have like, done Buffy. No, it's a similar like Jennifer Aniston kind of thing, or it's just mm. like you got really famous on TV in the nineties. People just see you a different way than, you know, with a sitcom, it's just, well, I know all my children is, and Buffy are very different kind of shows than, yeah. than friends, but it's, it's interesting. Now you get famous on TV and it's like, you can go do a prestige film. Meryl Streep's doing freaking miniseries. Well, you now know? TV, the state of TV. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. it's but a like, very I mean, different thing. You know, Jennifer Aniston, I mean, uh, cause friends was whatever, like around 94, four to 2003 mm -hmm. and like buffy was probably 97 to 2003 or four but it was still like jennifer aniston headlining movies jennifer aniston is like headlining, yeah, but she headlining never, so many movies she never broke out to we're not seeing her in tons of movies now she like didn't jennifer transition aniston? yeah to full movie star and so i would not say didn't even star get close to it. but i think it's just there are movies that you do not see they're all uh, there, are, there are there's a lot of average comedies uh Along like came Wanderlust Polly. and Along Came Polly and, you know, Bruce Almighty. But, like, not even Bruce Almighty. Like, the stuff that she's, like, headlining of, like, We're the Millers. Like, stuff. We're the Millers is actually somewhat decent. Her Jason Sudeikis, one of the funnier Jasons. Um, <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah. Nick Offerman and Catherine Hahn. Oh. It's a decent enough movie, We're the Millers. Um, it's just, but, it's yeah, just I, interesting I, I, I to think. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Because of the way that TV was viewed in the 90s. Right. Insofar course. as, like, what that meant about the actors, as though they're not just people who are craftsmen who yeah. are trying to work wherever possible it's like true. it's really snobby it's true well, i think it's just that tv has just become so much better i, yeah. I don't think tv though actually is, la is launching actors into movie careers though mm. um in terms of like the stuff like the actual movie roles that john ham has and like brian cranston That's has like true. are not quite you know the a lot of these actors then That's come true. back and just do more great prestige TV. But the TV is so good that it feels Why like they're you? movie stars. Exactly. That's really interesting. I hadn't considered it's like a, a like a magic trick. Yeah. Like I hadn't it's I hadn't even noticed. Yeah. I mean, speaking of like look at Claire Danes is just I mean also because she's doing so much, but like the last like yeah ten years is mainly just Homeland. But we still think of her as a star, you know. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's like that. I forget what else. It was like Temple Grandin in like 2010, I think. And then 2011 or 2012 was when Homeland started. And like, I think nothing else. She was in the hours. That was like, oh, that was, that was like, like same, four. That was the same no, same year as Chicago and Gangs of New York. Because that was the year that John C. Riley was in three wow. Best Picture nominees. I was in college <laughs> when that came out. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah. Sam Michelle Gellar, though, I mean, I always loved, loved her in Buffy. That's mainly what I know her from. I, I don't know that I'm interested in yeah. her as Juliet. Yeah. But it is interesting to think about the ramifications that that would have. This had. is very true, and similarly, someone who has like such great like strength as Buffy. So you're like yeah. get 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 like a strong actor as your Juliet, yeah, because um, that's where your final color is. That's what they have to build to. Uh, Christina Ricci auditioned. Oh, that I mean, I'm interested. In, she's she's got those huge eyes. She's yeah. I've seen her do Shakespeare on the New York uh, stage. It, oh, in a uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, she's oh, Hermia. Oh, wow. I didn't I didn't realize you saw that. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew like half that Bibi cast. Newworth and with Bibi Tony Newark and Tony Hill. Oh. But yeah, like I knew basically everyone yeah. who wasn't. Uh, I knew all the mechanicals, all the character <laughs> actors, and and Tony Hill. I was like, I know uh, all of you. That's great. Uh, Reese Witherspoon was considered. Oh, totally. 
Yeah. Um, I I I like Claire Danes better for this. Oh, I agree. I agree. Kate Winslet Ugh. was considered. I mean, I just got goosebumps. I mean, instead, She's maybe our best actor. <laughs> she probably, she quite possibly is. Uh, but instead, in 1986, she was too busy playing Ophelia in Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. She was like, "I'm gonna go do real Shakespeare, not <laughs> not but like, like you know, cool looking Shakespeare." The chops. She's got um, the chops. Well, yeah. that's the thing, though. If Branagh is gonna hire you for a major romantic role, you're gonna you got, you're yeah. you're gonna be good. If he's going to hire you to play a secondary villain character that doesn't have that much text to say, you might be Keanu Reeves. But if you're going to play Ophelia, you're going to be able to handle the text. Uh, this is very true. Yeah. And in that Hamlet where you're like, okay, here you go. Uh, Robin Williams, you'll be Osric. Charlton Heston, you'll be the player king. Like Billy Crystal, Gravedigger. But like in terms of like those biggest, biggest roles are, mm-hmm. you know, Derek, Jacoby and... Julie Christie and Jacoby. Jacoby. Um, right. But I wonder if you had Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio in this, would they want to pair them together? Exactly. In it, it, that's which is on the one hand, you feel like you you know, I mean, it took them you know a decade plus to recast DiCaprio and Kate Winslet together in Revolutionary Road, um, where they're of course just like a squabbling. <laughs> I love how I keep thinking that's Road to Perdition. Awful family. I didn't um, see either film. <laughs> Sambo, both in theaters. Um, but like, yeah, of you'd think like, let's recapture that chemistry. And they do in some cases with actors, but in a lot where you're just like, I don't know if like- what... Who are the two that they're always- Ryan Gosling and is the Emma actor. Stone. Emma Stone. Crazy but... Stupid Love, Gangsterland, and La La Land. A lot of lands uh, that they've been cast together. Yeah. I didn't realize that this was the case because I had seen none of those except mm. for- La La Land, you know. La La But yeah, but that's so close. And it's yeah. like another major like romance thing. But I mean, I love Kate Winslet so much in Titanic. Yeah. It feels like, I, I don't know, I'd rather have that be her splashy introduction wearing sure. those dresses that influenced yeah. how we all were like, well, do I want to dress <laughs> like an early 1900s heiress? I think I do. Get me black lace. <laughs> oh i love it but uh yeah i don't know i don't know but claire Danes is great but i mean kate winslet is, is of I course mean, like one of my favorite actors but she's so, just so good i think that's yeah would be a great pick uh and oh that sound means it's time to play a quick round of two truths and some guy or in this week's case two truths and some juliet! person gender is dead the juliet two truths and some juliet the way it works Two of the following actors were up for the role of Juliet. One was not. Name me Joe's to guess. Which is which? Your options are. Lay on me. Rosario Dawson. Hmm. Aaliyah. And Jennifer Love Hewitt. Excellent. You know, Rosario Dawson is on my short list, but I just like Michelle Rodriguez better for uh-huh. the, um, because I think she's around this, the same age. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah, Aaliyah, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm going to say they did not consider Rosario Dawson. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. Because <laughs> I, I, I around the same age, and I was like, I think she'd actually have been great, mm-hmm. regardless of not knowing if she can do Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, I just think Rosario Dawson's great. But yeah, Aaliyah was considered, but did not want to step into acting yet. Because I think Romeo must, funnily enough, Romeo must, must die, die with Jet Li. I think it was, yeah. was her first uh, movie. How young? She would have been quite young at this time. Um, Probably, I, I would guess around the same age. I would guess around like I don't know. 17. I mean, because she got famous so young. This is true. But that's, Which uh, is Romeo what Must makes... Die, I think, is like 2000. So she's probably like 
if she's 17 here, then she's probably like 21 in yeah. Romeo Mastodon. I don't remember that's, how that's old she was when she died. Yeah. So yeah, I mean in her in her 20s, I'm pretty sure. But well, yeah, yeah, she really only had I think she was like famous Romeo at 12, Must Die and Queen so, of the Damned. But I yeah. think she was supposed to be in the Matrix sequels, but then she, she yeah, right. died. Um, yeah. But anyway, so and Jennifer I can't Love really... Hewitt is like such a yeah, 90s choice. She, it's like which is of funny. course she she auditioned, but she was considered too young. But she is at the same age as Claire Danes. But, but she some looks people, like a tiny yeah. little bit. It's like an Anna, yeah. Anna Kendrick kind of thing where it's like. I'm not sure how old you are, but you look like a tiny little mm. sparrow. And and has looked like that tiny little sparrow for Exactly. It's a Michael J. Fox yeah. situation. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. True. Uh, instead, Jennifer Love Hewitt in 1996 was in the movie House Arrest, which I saw a bajillion times as a child with Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Pollack and Wallace Shawn. We love <laughs> Who we love on this podcast. Keep working, we love Wallace. On show. Wally, keep working. Let's keep going with Tybalt. Amy Jo, your thoughts on John Leguizamo as Tybalt, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? As the Prince of Cats. The Prince of Cats. I'm a prince. Um, he's wonderful. Man, what just what a way to work the camera. Oh, yeah. You know? He is someone who, because I've seen him on stage a couple times, he can just hold a space yeah. no matter what medium that space is Can't take and your that eye is quite a skill yeah. you know <laughs> to be able to like fill a broadway theater in your solo show that you're doing because that's yeah. a lot of what he's done on broadway and then to also be able to be in this like incredibly colorful thing and just be like yeah look at me and only me i mean they've also costumed the hell out of everybody you know true so that he looks like as with all that swagger he can bring on the screen but i just yeah it's captivating you're like yeah tybalt yeah the, you know what the monocues are idiots um and it's also what's the great thing that you can do on film even more than theater is like this level of status that you can give a oh, character yeah. so as soon as like everyone all the other i mean we'll get to them jamie kennedy and zach or zach as Orth. wet hot american summers zach Orth as these other uh montagues of how like terrified they are of john leguizamo it's like it's so good as the camera is just like lovingly just like going to his, the, those heels yeah. like the match on the ground that he crushes out with like those little metal steel steel heels uh is like so cool he just looks like he just exudes like so so cool it's just the kind of entrance you pray for you yeah. know like and what's so funny now having more context because we did an episode on it that this is the year after Tu wang fu yeah because re realizing like oh because he'd been like for like a day he'd been in working for like a decade plus but in a lot of like very small roles mm -hmm. i didn't quite realize that Tu wang fu is such a real catapulting for him yeah. um because he's it's such a splashy role in tu wang fu and he got nominated for a golden globe yeah um that i'm unsurprised that he kind of followed it up with this with this other very splashy character yeah yeah it's it's a delightful performance you know and you need someone with tibble where you just buy the rage yet don't sometimes tibble's just a bit of a drag or a wet blanket you know and it he shouldn't can be, he be. can be very one note and even like very, that's a better way of putting it isn't not one note but he's so fascinating and he's but he's so much he is deeply on. invested yes. in what is happening yeah, and you see true. his eyes they're so alive yeah to, and he's it's like everyone else is drunk and, and on drugs and having a good time and he's like look i'm dressed like the devil but that yeah. doesn't mean i'm not keeping my eyes open okay i'm not an idiot you know like you yeah. just feel like he is alert which i think is what keeps it from feeling like we're just playing the same color of rage he's yeah. also dressed like the devil like that helps you <laughs> know he is Dave, he's devil as pumpkins he's devil as pumpkins and don't you forget it um my other options are varied um 
<laughs> this is this is someone who I think earlier in his career would have very much been considered for Romeo, but based on the body of work we've seen from Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm much mm. more interested in his Tybalt. After mm. Nightcrawler, I'll never <laughs> look at him the same way. After Mr. Music, I'll never look at him the same way again. He plays deranged so beautifully. And not that Tybalt's uh, deranged, but you sure. buy that yeah. there is something yeah. cooking under the surface. They're like, yeah. what yeah. is up with this God. guy? Um... Listener, I nearly had to leave the theater many times during Nightcrawler. I was yeah, like, I, I don't know if I can take it. I took it. I wasn't happy about it, but it it was good. Um, another option is Bobby Cannavale, um, yeah. who yep. also I think is a good Mercutio. You know, it kind of depends. Oh, like, yeah. It, yeah. It, he's one that like it would kind of shift the people that you put around him. Yeah. But he's someone that I'm just like, yeah, I buy that this dude is like has a lot of status, and also you're like, I don't want to mess with uh, with that guy. And then a totally different option, but just like, man, I love watching this guy do anything, but like him enraged just really works for me. That's Andrew Scott. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that is like, would I just want to see his Mercutio? Um, but, I want to see him do a one-person well, I mean, Hamlet. See everything, yeah. You know, I mean, he's done Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, no, um, not done. Hamlet. Sorry, what play are we doing? Romeo and Juliet. Um, oh, he's uh, done Andrew Scott. Has done Romeo? No, I'm saying I want to see him do a one-person Hamlet, and I meant this play. Oh. I got turned around in my brain and my mouth. Oh, I see, I see. Because um, he has also played Hamlet. I know, that's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, anyway. I, see, I see, I see, Great. Uh, yeah, I mean, give, give him a, let him do anything. Let him do anything. Um, let him play a bucket. I will watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Scott as a bucket. A bucket. Andrew Scott doesn't just read the phone book. He is the phone the book. The phone book. And you <laughs> love it. Um, no, love thinking it. about his scenes in Sherlock specifically, when when he's Moriarty and he is like, I will burn the heart mm. out of yep. you. And you're like, that guy is tr- trouble. Devil-ass pumpkins over Devil-ass here. Devil-ass pumpkins. That makes me think like, that would be a that would be a Tybalt that would, and certainly would not be one note. Like, yeah. if anyone's going to bring nuance to Tybalt, it's Andrew yeah. Scott, yeah. baby. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, I didn't really have many other thoughts. Uh, what just came to mind, just thinking of like, yeah, kind of like, um, just stony almost just stony in like that just like no there is nothing else mm-hmm. except the like my hatred for you uh i just randomly just popped in mind was daniel day kim as someone who i mm. could say but the other person i really like it was hard once i knew the one other person up for this role that that's the other guy benicio del toro oh which ooh, i love it I love it. Also, someone yes. who would look amazing in that costume. Uh, yeah, in That's all of someone costumes. Someone that like, like, exudes just like hella swagger. Ooh. Yeah, coming on because the usual suspects was the year before. So just imagining that, but the age yeah. Benicio del Toro. I'm like, oh yeah, Ooh, I'm that's... into it. Absolutely. Uh, so let's keep going with Father Lawrence. Amy Jo, your thoughts on Pete Postlethwaite, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? This is a household that stands Pete Postlethwaite, <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, Yes. Um, oh, he's so good. He's love, wonderful. Loved, loved him in so many roles. Uh, everything. And, so this. Yeah. and he's he's wonderful. He's re- because this particular Father Lawrence rather than mm. Friar Lawrence because they went hard into the like contemporary Roman Catholic thing. Like he just like I don't know how he manages to seem both respectable and completely shady at the same time. But that's the character. Like when you think normally, if you're like doing a like a traditional yeah. more like uh, Elizabethan production of this he's in like the friar's robe and the hood right which i think it makes it easier to forget that you're like this guy's doing a lot of stuff like it's motivated for the right reasons but he's like giving this teenager poison that like she then like has a speech that was cut from the film where she's like what if 
this is like real poison and I die. Which, yeah. like, if you think about it, also tells us information about Friar Lawrence. You know, well, what if this guy screwed it up or maybe actually wants to kill me? You know, yeah. like, and I think Pete Postlethwaite, like, because of the way that he's costumed and also just because he's just... Giant back tattoo. Yes. Back cross back tattoo. It, like, you, makes it, us go... Huh. You first see him just shirtless, which also is like, well, I didn't get made today like this way where he's just shirtless. With a couple, with, of, with, altar with a couple boys? of altar boys. Yeah, no. Yikes. Yeah, yikes, no. yikes. Uh, and then he's got like his Hawaiian shirt on. And then he's like, okay, let me take that off and put on my, my Put on his robes. beautiful yeah. cassock. <laughs> and then there's a lovely child singing. Oh, that kid. That kid is great. Great voice on that yeah, kid. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. All the music. All the music in this film is like Leontine so Price perfect. in here oh, singing these so songs? Good. Come on. That, that song is Kissing You. Like, oh. you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean he's he's perfection i don't have a lot of other thoughts other than just i just i realize this now i just have a list of shakespeareans i love i'm gonna read I them mean, off quick mark rylance alan rickman david suchet Ooh, very different yeah. colors all of yeah. them but all of them people who i think would balance really yeah. nicely but that like are your intentions good right. i think so i'm not sure oh bad move bro yeah. like similarly shakespeare wise i was like ian mckellen or jonathan price mm -hmm. um or i was like because yes i i, I didn't even think of it that way and what you're saying because i was thinking giancarlo esposito mainly because after especially with breaking bad with gus fring he's and now like mandalorian he's always such a like plays such a good heavy mm. but he has like such a great like stoicism to him and stillness but yeah if you have that guy that has is capable of that of being like what is and also that you get that a lot with gus fring especially in the earlier seasons we were like what is this person's deal will this person kill me is this mm. person on my side uh and to be able to show him in like the softer side of his of what he he can do because he's so, i think he's such an incredible actor uh but where you kind of have that in the back of your mind where you're like oh this guy is like a bit just the touch shady in the sense of that he's like you shouldn't be doing this guy it's for yeah. the right reasons hoping that like it'll bring the houses together but it's really like but there were ways that maybe were safer to go about this smarter yeah. given that you're yeah. like playing with people's lives even if yeah again they're motivated of by course, by course. peace yeah yeah you done goofed my guy <laughs> You done so, goofed. You done goofed. Uh, only the person, Marlon Brando, expressed interest. Okay. I mean, I can see it. Also, thank God he didn't uh, come near this movie at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he uh, had pulled out, but he in nineteen he did have time in 1996 to do The Island of Dr. Moreau. I was about to say, this yeah, is about this the same time the same year. Like that he is making everyone, everyone that he worked with making monstrosities life. of the yeah, film. Yeah. Mm, hell for yeah. them. Yeah. New. Yeah, no. Um, but, ooh, but like present day Robert Lawrence, David Thewlis. Yes. Because he's also in Island Dr. Moreau. I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's just, great. Just give, give us that loop in where you're just, like, yeah. I mean, very similar in terms of being like, oh, you're on our side. But like, are, but you, are you? Or are you a werewolf? Yeah, you're. Is Father Lawrence a werewolf? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Will this drug turn me into a werewolf? <laughs> if so, let's give it a try. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, possible way, it's, per it's perfect. It's perfect, beautiful. perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah. So. Keep going with Mercutio. Amy Jo, your thoughts on Harold Perrineau and uh, who would you cast? If you had to cast someone else? The Cuche. I the love Cuche. The Cuche. Um, This is so interesting because what I remembered of this performance was the the stuff that they used for promo all the time. You know, so I'm thinking when I'm thinking of this performance, I'm thinking like, Shouldn't this be like a genderqueer like actor who who because of the party scene like yeah. how he's costumed and also just like really embodying this kind of like feminine yeah. like goddess, but 
it's it's just interesting because then then the second half of it, so I was like thinking much more like of of trans and gender queer actors and people and oh, and, and and gay actors who just have more bring more of that naturally hmm. but then watching the second half being like no this is they they were saying something with that but because so much of the film is spent in that party sequence we're actually seeing mercutio more dressed like that than almost anything else until he mm. gets into the like yeah um the sheer white shirt that yeah. he will die in that i was like i th- i think it works that this mercutio is actually extremely like macho trigger happy all you know and then, like, his alter ego is, like, going to this party dressed this way. But I think it's weighted weirdly because of how much time we spend seeing everyone at this party. Whereas in a full production, yeah. he wouldn't be on stage the whole time. So you wouldn't actually see him in that costume as many shots as we see him in. Interesting, yeah. I feel like you do get some in, in those la- later two scenes of, like, still of the feminine with him. Uh, but you can't, of course, you're not exploring that as much as when he's You're not exploring that really at all. You're not exploring it really at all. Right. There's also, yes, because of how much is cut. There's like so much we're like, and we're on to the next scene of like how little we're actually seeing. Are we exploring? Uh, there's there's a lot that can be done with Mercutio. I think it's a fascinating character. Yeah. You have everything from like having like an actor like a queer actor playing it as you know or or a female presenting actor playing it often you have people playing it as though mercutio is in love with romeo you also have like derek jacoby played mercutio recently and and like oh. i heard him talk about like having a mercutio who's like 40 years older 50 years older than the rest <laughs> of the guys that actually like they wanted it to have this kind of like feel of like the the guy at the bar oh, that they always see yeah, and then they're like uh, who comes out and it's yeah. like it actually really worked but it's a very particular yeah. uh, the point is mercutio as a figure because he's not a montague but hangs with the montagues gives you a lot of freedom to make him be whatever you want you know so i think that this actor does a really fine job um mercutio also has some really thorny text a lot of which they've cut but i think like the the vibe and the delivery is is excellent it's yeah. very full fully embodied which is necessary for mercutio a boring mercutio i would say there's nothing worse than um yeah because it's just like i'm supposed to be obsessed with you um so i have yeah i have different thoughts like if you have like a contemporary billy porter playing you Mm -hmm. know i I don't even mean contemporary meaning like billy as he I, i think he's in his early 50s now but like the way that he has embraced his his queerness through the way that he expresses it you know in the 90s he was like trying to have a music career in la and playing straight and like he had his dreads and was just like very unhappy doing that but if you have like billy if you're doing it now you have billy porter playing Mm -hmm. that i I love that and then that makes that whole middle sequence not then feel as like thoughtless to me or as like it's just it's just there for a joke Kind of, which I don't feel like it fully is, but I don't feel it's fully explored. Let's just, you know, kind of sure. like we were saying with the, um, what are you doing with with race and the Capulets kind yeah. of question. Um, and to that end, then if it's like being made today and you want like a, a gender queer actor, then like put MJ Rodriguez in there. Like yeah. I'd love to see her. Like she's she'd be f- fabulous, you know. Then I just started thinking more about, like, 90s other options that would have, um, like, actors of color who would have the, like, largesse for this. I think Don Cheadle would be really fun. He's someone who is not afraid to play size and is fun. Like, I'm never, like, bored watching Don Cheadle. Never. Love Don Cheadle. And then... 
there's this actor who I didn't really know from stuff, but I saw him in a clip I was watching for someone else. And it's Naveen Andrews. He's on Lost, like, all the seasons. Oh. And he's in The English Patient and all yes, sorts of I, stuff. Naveen Andrews. I, he actually, I never watched Lost, but I am. I, I yeah. know who you're talking about now. Yeah. He, like, I was watching this clip of someone else, and I was like, who is this actor? He is great. <laughs> and then I watched a few more clips, and I was like, this guy's fabulous. He was at drama school with David Thewlis, actually, weirdly oh, enough. Um, but, like, he's the right age, and, and like, I don't know. He just has, like like very arresting eyes yeah. just i was like this this guy seems like he has the intensity that i would be very mm. interested so i was like no i gotta go watch the english patient yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great yeah and i, I think how perno is so great in this he's one of the things that i really always remembered yes from this visually um, and like you said the like uh, that whole the whole plague on both scene, your houses. yeah is i mean everything everything he does in in that i think is uh is just really great it was funny you mentioning lost because it was like because I was like, why, why, why haven't I seen, why haven't I really seen him in more? And he is. It's just like stuff. He, he right after this, he did Oz for like fifty-five mm. episodes, so multiple seasons. I'm like, oh, that's why you were on Oz then for the next five years. Uh, the Matrix sequels and Lost, which I didn't, I didn't watch right. Lost, and I saw like the second Matrix movie, but not the third. Um, so I was like, oh, that's why I'm just not seeing. But I'm glad that he's like been around and be doing so, so much stuff because mm-hmm. I do think he is great. Uh, yeah, it's hard hard for me to think of anyone else at the time. Uh, it feels like it was made today. Give me Donald Glover. If you're yes, gonna still, yeah. He if you're not going to do well. something genderqueer or play around in a more interesting way, I think you're going to get a fun, similarishly tinged Someone who performance. is like brought up in sketch and is not yeah. afraid of size but also like Absolutely. there's a lot going on oh yeah 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 definitely so uh a lot of these choices are a lot i won't necessarily say bland but they're all white until Baz lorman then thought to cast mercutio with with an actor of color which mm-hmm. i'm glad that he did uh so right off the bat was ewan mcgregor uh who i believe was the other person at drama school oh. with david Naveen <laughs> <laughs> andrews um yeah, I mean, I can see it. I just don't. Th- I, he's yeah. much more of a like. Uh, he's like Laertes, you know. He's, I mean, to me, he's. I mean, because that's he would then go do with Baz Luhrmann, Moulin Rouge, where he's just that's just Romeo. I just think he's he's not even quite Romeo. You know what I, I mean? Guess. Like I, he just seems much more like Romeo's older brother to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Fred, Romeo's Fred. older brother, Fred, Fred, Fred Montague. Montague. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I say Laertes. You know. <laughs> um uh, sure. yeah it just yeah. doesn't i i see how they got there and i'm very glad they didn't go in that direction i think he's a wonderful actor but it's just not that interesting to me i agree and instead which i'm glad because i mean he hit so many things in 96 which is kind of bananas but the big one was of course train spotting which i think was a oh. very important film yeah. in terms of establishing him and like what he does uh but he also he was also an emma yeah oh uh, trust i know some movie called brassed off an episode of something called karaoke an episode of tales from the crypt and this movie the pillow book so he had a very busy 1996 yeah i mean yeah that tales from the crypt well where would that we be without that? where would we be without tales from the crypt <laughs> uh <laughs> i'd be in the same place oh okay fair enough uh also from mercutio christian bale ah uh, that makes more sense that makes sense um i mean in terms I of like the darkness that's of, what i within mean mercutio. just and, and thinking about like let's just say like american psycho you know like that to me yeah although it's funny because he he was coming off of i think like one after the other newsies in 92 swing kids 93 little women 94 so your guy that's like a young a younger woman to me yeah. is like you wouldn't he wouldn't be romeo because i think he's also a little o- older yes. for it at that point or maybe not i think cause... he's the like same age but he reads older you're right i think because i think in american Psycho he's only like 25 or 26 so he probably is close to like 20 he's still probably very young here um 
but it's someone that like I, I don't know i don't he know if he was like had such a if but if girls were like we're cutting out his the magazine of christian bale based off newsies Look, people and loved little newsies. women and I loved Little Women, but I'll be honest, I forgot he was in that movie. I, With Claire Danes. I watched Claire Danes die in Little Women so many times. You, as soon as it was done, you just rewind and just rewatch that death scene. I would cry so hard. <laughs> but I forgot about Christian Bale. Clearly I was not. Who's invested in Laurie? I guess not yet. Only Amy. Only Amy. Uh, not this Amy. Oh, Character not this Amy. Amy. Character Amy. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, whoever whoever played Amy in that film. Kirsten Dunst. Oh, Kirsten Dunst was. Yes, that's right. She was the young. Yes, Amy. I don't know who she grew up to be. Someone was the other. I don't remember. Don't remember. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Christian Bale, uh, who I think would be good. Uh, and this is an actor. I totally get this in terms of the that this of playing a Mercutio type, Sam Rockwell. Oh yes, that's far more interesting to me. Yeah, because that's someone who is like rarely is he playing the dreamy hunk you know quite in fact if i don't know if that's happened for that gentleman right um but someone who is like sam rockwell very comfortable in the tybalt mercutio-ish types and look some i'm like i've never played juliet you know i never had any desire to like there like when you have an actor like sam rockwell who like like occupies the pocket that he fits in so well like it's there's also like a sense of like i know that this actor enjoys it or they would be trying to do other things you know and so i i yeah Yeah. that's more interesting to me because he's just a more interesting uh, actor oh totally and i mean this of course you know he's got an oscar he would sam rockwell's doing just fine but this would this was before like he really broke yeah 90 was was until 99 it was a few years later that he really because that was galaxy quest of yeah. course which we love that was the first thing i had seen him in yeah but the, i couldn't believe like well, this is a great these two alone galaxy quest and green mile where he's like white he's wild wild bill i think or whatever his name is but he's um just like white trash mm-hmm. but he is a terrifying like redneck hillbilly prisoner that mm-hmm. michael hark duncan is does not like and is terrified of uh but to be that and galaxy quest the which slick is like talking guy i know and he was playing francis flute in that 90s in the midsummer night's dream oh with kevin gosh. klein i would love to see him play francis flute as a young sam rockwell well we could watch that midsummer have you ever I, seen that midsummer i've seen with the tooch parts the tooth, of it. T- stanley tucci as well. i have watched parts of it when i played Titania just to be like what do yeah. i do with this speech and i don't know that i took many right. of michelle pfeiffer's uh, uh yeah. you know also with christian bale as a uh, lysander see oh, no, I, just demetrius that makes more sense that makes a lot more sense i, I skipped all of those parts right, i think right, i really right. only watched yeah. like uh, how now proud to yeah, forget. bill Irwin might be one of the mechanicals i honestly don't remember well, but i feel like great it's casting. a really really good casting but a really fun large but uh, he's a great choice for francis flute like a young gangly sam rockwell sign me up <laughs> i guess i can watch i love that i had no idea because i'm yeah, really I, only because i'm like i'm not so i just love that you're like oh I'd, I'd love to see that i was like well you literally can you're like oh that'd be great maybe one day it's like no but you literally we could rent that and we could watch this midsummer it's like mm, oh to dream <laughs> oh to dream such a dream oh the impossible dream uh and finally uh, for mercutio sean leguizamo Oh, 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 oh. But what do we think? You get him as, as Mercutio, then you're going to lose Miss Tybalt. I don't know. I like him as Tybalt so much. Yeah, I know. That it, um, it's difficult for me. But, I mean, he would be a very entertaining Mercutio. Absolutely. I don't know. Ooh, that's hard. It's hard. They're both dual, dual role. Just slap a wig on. A on, dual duel. A duel duel. <laughs> I think we've nailed it. It's easier when you're it's doing guns. It's a real parent trap kind of situation. But you could, well, yes, but post since you're not doing swords, the technology just keep them far away and just have yeah. them like be a, like a draw. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, 
are we killing each other? We're all the same, same person. person. Uh, <laughs> I think I do prefer the way this shook out. I agree. Because I also really yeah. love Harold Perrineau's performance. Yeah. But um, but that's more interesting to me than Ewan McGregor. Oh, 100% agree. Yeah, that's kind of bottom of the list in terms of me. I'm like Sam Rockwell, John Leguizamo, and Christian Bale are more much more for, much more yeah, interesting yeah. to me i think any of them would have been would have been good would have been fine mm-hmm. um so there are a few characters we didn't mention we'll briefly touch on them uh we've talked a bit about miriam margulies as the nurse if they had just let her be white yes uh, it she's a would be she's a british lady yeah um, she sure is i strongly recommend you watch her on miss fisher's murder mysteries <laughs> as Franny's aunt she's perfect yeah um, but yeah, she, outside of that, it's like she's, oh, she's she's a perfect choice. Great choice for a nurse. I saw her play Miss Prism in uh, Points of Being Earnest oh. uh, at BAM oh. with Lynn Redgrave as as uh, you know Lady Bracknell. But mm-hmm. she's she was so she was like she's built like a tiny little spark plug, yeah. you know, and she like would do this like thing when Miss Prism would get Twitter paid where she just like sees her whole body up and you'd think she's like a little top that's gonna go falling out. I was like, this is hilarious. Um, yeah, she's she's wonderful. It's just unfortunate that that's the choice that was made uh, aesthetically. Yes, yes. Uh, Dash Mihawk as Benvolio that I thought for most of my life that this was Michael Rappaport. They're both from New York. That's who... Oh, see, to me, I was like, is this the kid, the bully from A Christmas Story, who grew up, like the ginger-haired... Oh, wow. Bully. Like, that looks like him to me. I know it's not. I, but I had to look it up to be sure. I was like, yeah, this is that guy. This is that guy. This is that guy. And all, then, all, all of the redheaded bullies. Is this, is this uh, Budnick from Salute Your Shorts? Well, truly, like, shave the, that mullet? the Mercutio, not the Mercutio, the, the Montague gang does seem to me to be, like, Buzz from Home Alone's friends. You know? Oh, like, sure. these are all His, guys that roll with Buzz. This Benvolio's hair is not not Buzz's hair. It's not not Buzz's yeah. hair. <laughs> That's what um, I'm saying. Which I just love how big of a bro Benvolio is. He's such a Benvoli bro. Yeah. It's Benvoli very, bro. It's very funny. I mean, it's very just like, not just like whatever, second, you know, little dog. Romeo to Romeo's big dog. It's just really, yeah. I, I, I like that he's got their relationship. They're it's great. Not as much on a, they're more on level ground. And he sometimes just seems like the more of like top dog, even though he's like, you're the son of Well, and Montague. you know, I feel like so often in a production, your Benvolio is understudying your Romeo. So you're going to end up – I just feel like that's what happens a lot of the time. So you're you're ending up with an actor who's quite similar to your central figure rather than, like, cast them very differently so we understand yeah. different – so it tells us more information. And I think, like, that yeah. was executed very well here where it's like, this is not the same guy. Right. You know? what was but one, you buy that they're cousins. What, what was that know? one line that we liked where it was like, these, these winds blow uh, us from ourselves. Uh, blow us from ourselves! <laughs> Uh, it, it was a real strong line reading. It, uh, yeah, it, there was a choice made, and I was like, you know what? Good, better it, that than you. These winds we yeah. speak of blow us from ourselves. Oh, true, true. These winds we speak of oh, blow, blow us, us from, from ourselves. ourselves. Uh, yeah, it's kind of amazing of how many of these like younger actors would all keep going on to do more to yeah. keep like. I mean, yes, yeah, we said uh, Jamie Kennedy as Samson, Zach. I couldn't believe it. I, I was know. like, is that Zach? A shaved, bald-headed Zach? And I or? said, why, yes, it is. Uh, yeah. Jesse Bradford as Balthazar, who I 
forget he was in some now i forget he was like a child actor in something maybe the client with tommy lee jones uh but i knew mainly from because that was the year the years where i was like going to see every movie in theaters uh swim fan and clock stoppers uh missed them both somehow somehow. i missed them both uh but yeah so just people like oh these guys would just keep going on to act yeah now like looking back it's not just like oh and this kid it's like oh that's jesse bradford i think part of it also is like they were smart about casting people who weren't like necessarily shakespeareans but could handle doing shakespeare on screen like that weren't like freaked out by that or shut down by that like that you know you're gonna get people who are maybe interested in acting rather than like oh i was once a model and now i act and there are people who do that who are great but it's it's a little different kind of curiosity i think yeah they got some interesting yes people for sure yeah. uh paul sorvino as papa capulet mm-hmm. who once again wish that he was not doing an accent as he is it's very true sorvino he's yep but i do love him dressed as caesar that this is that true. felt that perfect is like you have good. like a a wealthy tycoon right, right. dressed as julius yeah. caesar <laughs> which is, is so funny just looking back just to be like brian dennehy is montague brian dennehy is the one with like nothing to do in this movie yeah it's Paul wild Sorvino right you know is the one with all this text hey. okay i think he, yeah i think he acquits himself admirably considering i mean yeah. him as like a scorsese guy of uh, and not living in the, in the theater world the way that brian dennehy you know yeah coming from a theater background like dennehy but uh uh yeah i think he's good I, diane venora as uh mama capulet yeah who i think is very fun i didn't remember her at all in this film because she's the gertrude in the ethan hawk hamlet in 2000 wait she's she's the which one so she's she's the one with the southern accent yes okay yeah yes julie uh mama mama capulet Capulet, yes yes. uh yes she's she was in like there's there's a filmed where it's like there's no audience but like the filmed version of uh, show of, of that they did of Hamlet when Kevin Kevin Klein's Hamlet she's hey. the Ophelia from like 1990. Wow. Um, so yeah, she's got a lot, so she's got a lot of Shakespeare background. Yeah. I think that really shows, and I think she like really makes the most. I of that. I think the parents all do great, other than the weird sometimes Southern outside accent. of that. That's yeah. the one thing that I was like, what is yeah, happening? Yeah, she's got these accents. But... Yeah, and Christina Pickles as, uh, as what Caroline Montague. Beautiful name. I know. Who was, was like? Oh, she was apparently she was Ross and Monica's mother on Friends. Oh. She was Drew Barrymore's mom in The Wedding Singer. Uh, oh. Yeah julia gulia julia gulia uh but yeah i think they're all good and then of course we got paul rudd as dave dave paris m v just oh, just giving you also his hair the, is oh, doing the most and i'm here for it. it's like lego snap-on hair like oh, that's how is. strong that's what is. he is he's a lego character in this film yes, that's actually precisely astronaut. what this is he's a lego he's a little lego astronaut uh but yeah, he's he's great it's per i mean he's so silly he's so perfectly pitched i mean that dance yeah. scene between him and juliet oh my where gosh he thinks that he she's just laughing i'm charming her i'm charming her and he just it's like, going oh, great he's like oh you're laughing we're having fun and she's just like oh my god i'm so embarrassed it's so funny it's so good and so she's also just like it's it's so well shot too and yeah. then just like the three of them are so perfect in and this she's just scene. eyeballing leonardo caprio like well, oh, as yeah, they're yeah, having a moment yeah. and and like it's so it's a scene without words obviously but it's just like it feels like they have an entire conversation and and paul rudd is having a very different conversation that he doesn't realize is one-sided it's like so yeah. beautifully <laughs> constructed and executed and all of them are so wonderful in it and uh yeah i have written paul rudd is never not actually perfect and i stand by it that's what i wrote in my notes and stands. oh i've also written below that queen harriet harris yes. appears as a news anchor i was like 
that's Harriet Bro- Harris. Broadway's Harriet Harris has a very small role as a news. She's also Hollywood's Harriet exactly. Harris. She was in Memento and Adam's Family Values, but yes, she's Broadway. Harriet Harris is in Memento. Yes, as whom? She's the wife of the guy. <gasps> That's Harriet yes, Harris? Yes, that's Harriet Harris. I did not realize. I mean, Look of course I knew about Adam's Family Values. I never realized that that yes, was Harriet yes. Harris Wow. Well, I can't believe I Sammy, taught Jeff something. It's time for your shot. Um, <laughs> exactly. Sammy, it's time for your shot. Um, sorry. So, final thoughts. We pretty much have gone through every little character except old M. Emmett Walsh as the apothecary, who I always love seeing that oh, M. Emmett Walsh so pop great. up. Uh, there's so great. There's so many. Like, that's how stacked of a cast this is. It's like, we have this guy for basically two lines. Yeah. he's In the beginning, they show, they right, show him right. where they're getting the drugs from him, I guess. And then at the very end, when he gets the drugs, and it's just like sweaty in a tank top. It's like, ah, hey, come here. And yeah. he gets it out of a lamp or I, something yeah. like that. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I love the excess of this. I really, I thought, um, as a film, it holds up so well. There's some of the stuff that, I mean, we've addressed to all of the like weird and sloppy racial, uh, implications that they have not dealt with that that feels like that doesn't hold up very well, but it is so solid. It's beautiful. And it just sweeps you along at like, truly, I was like, this is this is the story like yeah. you know I, I just think it's so beautifully done and and they really did a great job of casting it for the time and place and making it just like the zenith of 1996 this time. 1996 in california i was like oh this would be exactly i mean honestly it's just occurring to me now it makes sense that it's not an american directing this it feels like it is a celebration of like what someone thinks California must be like. Yeah. Um, that is easier to do, I think, from someone further removed from that, you know, and to Absolutely. see yeah. it in more vivid colors than it even exists. Yeah. Apparently, Baz Luhrmann said that he set out to make this film the way that he imagined William Shakespeare would make it if he were alive today, mm-hmm. which just knowing of like, you know, so much of how Shakespeare wrote for the groundlings of like how yeah. much like these jokes are for like, the people with the tomatoes. Yeah, here's some low class jokes. Here's some jokes about you know sex and just and like and a whatever. A lot of big jokes. A lot of blue humor. Uh, so I think that you're like, yeah, that would be what Shakespeare would be doing if he was around today. Yeah, he was. He was not writing as an educator. He was an entertainer. Yeah. You know, so it's that's and I think that that's a been done very strongly and, and beautifully here. And this film entertains. Amy Jo. Yes, Jeff. What are you recommending this week? Well, I know you'll be shocked to hear I have another podcast <laughs> to recommend. I'm shocked. Yes, as I thought. Um, this is a fairly new podcast called Why Are Dads? And uh, I found it through a podcast I've mentioned several times in the show called You're Wrong About. So one of the co-hosts of that is the co-host of this podcast. And basically, they it's uh, two people who will pick a movie every week and discuss like the role of father in like life and in society and like like, unpacking it through a particular film and it's like really deep and they're so smart Uh, i was just listening to an episode on the royal tenenbaums earlier today and it's just it's really interesting as they unpack like you know what what 
fatherhood has meant like in their relationships to like their dads and, and like what we expect from society as a whole. And I don't know, it's really interesting and it's also entertaining. And they're talking about these movies that, you know, they're, they're like older millennials, the people who are the hosts of this. So they're like talking about movies that we grew up with, but there's like an episode on Jaws. There's mm. um, all sorts of, of, of different films. And so, yeah. Why are dads question mark? Uh, I, I don't know. I think people who like our podcast might also really like uh, uh, more intelligent commentary on films than we provide (laughs) love it jeff aim the joke what you recommending well watching pete possibly i just wanted more of him so if you've never seen it listener uh watch in the name of the father with him and daniel day lewis because it got pete possibly at his only oscar nomination he's so good uh the brief log line it's daniel day lewis is a coerced into giving a confession for this ira bombing that he didn't do and winds up going to jail along with his his father winds up getting sent to jail with him uh so it's really just his father and son like pretty much getting to really know each other while they're in prison dealing with this uh and they're both i mean it's daniel day lewis and pete postlethwaite they're both incredible there's some good acting and, and emma thompson is like the lawyer trying to get him oh, out so you got on. a trio of some incredible performances and pete postlethwaite is so so good in it uh and because we're doing shakespeare I'd recommend checking out some more Shakespeare. I mean, we mentioned it earlier, but the, that Kenneth Branagh, Emma Thompson, Much Ado About Nothing, is de- such so delightful. It is wonderful. You got Denzel Washington, Michael Keaton. Like you got so many fun, great actors in it. And if it sometimes pops up on YouTube, or if you find some other way to rent it or watch it, uh, the Much Ado About Nothing with David Tennant and Catherine Tate. It's, it's, it was just a stage production. It wasn't a, a movie version adaptation. But, they but a stage production it. that they filmed is one of the funniest it's things so I've ever delightful. seen. And the two of them together. I mean, it's David Tennant and Catherine Tate. They're two of the funniest people working today. It's a real screen. Uh, is if you can find a way to watch it. I believe I just today in, you know, 2020 on November, what, November 2020 or December 2020, I guess we're in now. Uh, I think the first act was on YouTube. So maybe the second act is somewhere around. I don't know. So check, mm. do a little switch if you can, listener. Because uh, if you need a good laugh and want to watch some more Shakespeare, good times. And that's what we're recommending this week. Da-da-da. Do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at andalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. Follow us on Instagram at andalmoststarring. Like us on Facebook and <laughs> at almost andalmoststarring. <laughs> Uh, and if you feel so inclined, uh, drop down, drop down, drop on down to the iTunes Saloon, the iTunes Saloon, <laughs> iTunes Saloon, iTunes Saloon, and the maybe old... give us a little five stars. Order up some five order, stars. Order up some five. Order up. <laughs> Yeehaw, I love them five star whiskey. Yeah, that, oh, that five star whiskey. Um, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to give us a little rate and review, if you're enjoying the show, we sure appreciate it. Helps the algorithm as dumb as it is. You know um, it's stupid. We know it's stupid, but help us out, baby. Just, yeah, help us out. And you know what? Uh, you write whatever you dang want. Uh, and yeah, until next time. Literally that. Whatever you dang uh, how, want. How dare you? <laughs> whatever you dang want. Five stars. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred. <laughs>